in the third chapter of Esther, there's a story of a prince who was elevated in the kingdom of Persia during the reign of Ahasuerus. And uh, his name was Haman. Haman kind of cuddled up to the king and got elevated because of the way he schmoozed the king. And you know that can happen. And uh, so Haman got the king to elevate him and the king issued an, an order that everyone had to bow down to Haman. So when Haman come around, everyone had to bow. And there was one man who refused to bow. And his name was Mordecai. And he was a Jew. And what a lot of people didn't realize was he was the uncle of, the, of Queen Esther. And uh, Haman refused to bow down, or Mordecai refused to bow down to this Haman guy. And Haman got very angry when Mordecai wouldn't bow down. And so he found, he did a little research and he found out that Mordecai was a Jew. And so his wrath was turned against all the Jews. And he decided they all needed to be destroyed. He stereotyped them all. This one man won't bow, we need to eliminate this people group. And so he concocted a story, told it to the king, about a certain group of people who refused to obey the king's commands. And he got permission from the king to destroy them. And so he issued an edict in the king's name, sealed with the king's seal, decreeing that on a certain day all the Jews would be destroyed. God's spirit is still at work in the earth today, anti-Semitic spirit. I, I personally believe it's the root of all race, racial prejudice is anti-Semitism. That's really where it started. So Mordecai found out what had happened. And he went into mourning wearing sackcloth in the city and outside the king's gate. So uh, Queen Esther found out about her uncle's distress. Her uncle's out there in sackcloth and ashes, mourning, grieving, crying out. And so she sent a eunuch who has served her. His name was Hamek, or Hathak. And, uh, and he sent, she sent her, her eunuch out uh, with a change of clothes for Mordecai. Mordecai refuses the clothes and instead sent a copy of the decree to King Esther to inform her of what was going on. This is why I'm mourning and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, not going to be comforted. We need to do something about this. And so Mordecai asked her to go to the king about this. And uh, I'm going to start reading here in Esther chapter 4, verse 10, where it says, Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. And yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. And so they told Mordecai 
Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And that phrase gripped my heart recently. Who knows if we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Most of you know the Lord's been doing something pretty significant here in this body. Um, And I'm reminded of the vision that Monica had when we were in, uh, in our prayer group here few weeks ago when she, right away she saw this small hinge on a huge door that's a picture of the influence that we carry the authority that Jesus has invested in us or that little hinge that can open a big door and who knows if we've come into the kingdom for such a time as this today we find ourselves in a similar place is Esther. We've been given great favor by the king. He's blessed us at a time when many believers in our nation are oppressed, targeted, and victimized by corrupt government actors. There's a Haman spirit that wants to destroy people of faith in Christ, strip them of their freedoms, and destroy all of those who defend them a spirit at work in this nation right now to do that. I hope we're not the typical ostrich with our head in the sand, blind to what's really going on in the nation around us, because there's a battle being waged in the spirit realm that we need to participate in. This spirit has been empowered and emboldened by the blood of millions of innocent babies slaughtered through the great evil of abortion. 60 million currently that we have allowed legally in our nation to be slaughtered. And interestingly, there's now a woman, Amy Coney Barrett, who has been prophesied about long before she really actually emerged in the public view. I just read an account the other day of a prophetic guy who had uh, the Lord told him remember the name Amy Barrett told him years ago she will be an Esther to the nation the prophecy said that she would be an Esther who would be the deciding vote to overturn this legalized slaughter of innocent babies at the Supreme Court level So there are multiple Esther scenarios playing out right now. On the one hand, there's an Esther nominated by our president for the Supreme Court who has been viciously resisted because she's a devout Christian who has a strong pro-life value. This is something we can't be silent about. On the other hand, on a spiritual level, 
We the church are Esther, who has been given favor with King Jesus at a very critical time for our nation and our world. What if we had been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this? Lou Engel sent out a very urgent request to the church that we enter into a 30-day preparation time. It's already, it's already happening. It's already going on. We missed the first 10 days, 12 days. During the Senate hearings and the Senate vote and before the presidential election, the, the, his whole uh, message is out on the Elijah list. You want to look it up. During the preparation time that we pray daily for Amy Barrett's nomination to be approved, that we make it a matter of daily prayer, he's asking for a commitment of 30 minutes a day and for every obstacle to be overturned. So let's come before the court of the Lord daily with the blood of Jesus, which speaks a better word than the blood of 60 million babies who've had their innocent lives destroyed. Somehow, We've bought into the idea that the dynamics that we read about in the Bible are not the dynamics that we're dealing with today. The same spirit, Molech, that demanded the sacrifice of the children in the Old Testament stories, the same spirit that demanded the slaughter of the firstborn uh, of, of all the male children, the Hebrew children, at a time when God wanted to raise up a deliverer, Moses, the same spirit that moved Herod to destroy the babies when Jesus was in Bethlehem, the baby boys, the same spirit is still at work and it still demands blood. And every innocent life that's destroyed is a sacrifice to this spirit. It empowers, now, let me tell you something, there's, there's witch covens and networks that are already fasting and making sacrifices for this thing to be overturned. I don't know what that does to you, but that gets me excited. We, we get to enter into an epic battle that will be spoken of in the annals of eternity. We get to be on the front lines of this battle because God has raised us up for such a time as this. It's time for the spirit of Moloch, which demands the blood of our children to satisfy its bloodlust, to come down in our nation. So during the rest of these days leading up, how many of you are committed to, and I'm not going to ask you to commit 30, day, 30 minutes a day, but how many of you, are, because I, I probably will not do that. I'll be praying throughout the day. Every time I think about it, I'll be praying. I'll, I'll be lifting up prayers to the Lord no matter what I'm doing through the day. Every time I think of How many of you are, are willing to make a commitment to do that? To overturn this spirit in our nation. And then from October 31st to November 2nd, that we do a three-day Esther fast before the election, asking God boldly for divine intervention in this election. And I don't know if you remember what an Esther fast is. It's a really fun one. 
No food or water for three days. It's not bad at all. Amanda and I have done numerous Esther fasts. First time I did it, it was the Lord said, I'll tear down the stronghold in your family if you'll do this. I'm like, so I went and looked up what an Esther fast was. I'm like, wow, that's serious. For three days, I didn't, not only didn't I get hungry, I didn't get thirsty. My tongue was a little thick by the third day, but God overturned the stronghold in my family just like he said he would. And my mother had an encounter with the Lord before she went home to be with the Lord. And, and, and another stronghold was broken off of the bigger family. It was, it was significant, but it was just an obedience to the Lord. I'm, I don't go around boasting about my fasting. I'm just wanting to give you a testimony of what happens when we obey the Lord. So in order for this legalized abortion to be overturned, we need a pro-life president in office. And we believe this election is a clear choice between life or a culture of death. And like Joshua told the people, therefore, choose life. Lou believes, and I agree, that there's a special significance and authority that women carry to overturn this thing. Women's bodies and lives have been specifically violated through these years of legal abortion in our nation and the culture of death that we have exported to the nations. Now, if you've never left the U.S., you probably don't realize the significant leadership role that we have in the nations of the world. I have. I know how other nations look to America and to our president to actually set the tone and set an agenda for the nations of the world. You know, in the business world, they have a, they have a saying, when America coughs, the world gets a cold. We lead the economies of the world. We do more than that. We lead the moral standing. When there's a pro-choice president that comes into office, listen, there's a, there's a, there, there's a, uh, a wave of death that sweeps through the nations. I've been in other nations and experienced it. I know what, what I've felt the impact of that spirit when America opens the door to it. It's time for that door to be closed in Jesus' name. The rest of the story is Esther came before the king after the three-day fast. And the king stretched his golden scepter towards her and received her gladly. And then the king empowered the Jews to resist and destroy those who wanted to kill them. And Haman ended up being hung on the gallows that he built to hang Mordecai on. And I believe that epic story is actually playing out in our nation today. And we get to How many of you want to participate in that? Amen? So, so let's stand and let's dedicate ourselves to the Lord in this process. I'm not going to belabor. I don't believe in twisting arms. But if the Holy Spirit is putting an invitation on your heart to participate, then I want us to dedicate ourselves to that. Father, in Jesus' name, we're presenting ourselves to you.
60 million babies is too many. Way too many. I heard a story recently of somebody who uh, the Lord told them that he was raising up President Trump to lead the nation out of this culture of death. And he said, why, why President Trump? He's so, why Trump? He's so abrasive and all of that. And the Lord said, well, he was my second choice. My first choice would have been much more diplomatic and presidential. But he was killed in an abortion. Father, on behalf of our nation, we repent for ever coming into agreement with that awful evil and the blindness that it brought on the people of the nation. Father, first of all, for anyone in this room who's had an abortion, we ask that you forgiveness and mercy to them so that, and healing to their hearts knowing the devastation that that brings to a mother's heart we ask for complete healing restoration and wholeness to be released to them we declare that there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who do not walk after the flesh but after the spirit the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And so we just apply the blood of Jesus over any person in this room who's ever had an abortion. And we say your sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Let the love of Jesus restore all the devastation in the heart, in the mind, in the memories. And make that person whole. Lord, that you would make us instruments of your mercy and of your amazing love everywhere that we go. And that forgiveness would be released to all in this nation who have ever participated in that horrific evil. Father, we're presenting ourselves to you as your priests ones who come into your and before your court on behalf of the nation of people that we represent. On behalf first of all of our tribe then of our nation. And we ask Holy Spirit for your anointing to flow over us. That you would anoint us during these days leading up to the end of the month pray what's on your heart concerning the overturning of this horrible evil in our nation, the destruction of that spirit, that stronghold that's been over the nation and the successful seating of Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court and we declare right now that no weapon formed against her can prosper 
Every tongue that's risen against her in judgment is condemned. And we thank you, Father, for doing what it takes to put her in the seat that you have designed for her. Father, that you would give us grace to participate in that fast at whatever level you've assigned for us, and that this little hinge could actually turn a huge door. And we thank you for your faithfulness to us, Father. Thank you for that, Lord. had this come on me this week to pray daily for every woman that is deciding or thinking about having abortion so I just want to pray that Lord we just lift up the women in the United States who are thinking of going to an abortion clinic Lord we pray God that the Holy Spirit would come send your angels Lord to give them courage to keep their babies let them know that this baby has a destiny Lord so we just apply the blood of Jesus over their mind, open their eyes to see life, to see life, and to understand, Lord, set them free from that spirit of Molech. In Jesus' name, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, thank you. And I just want to pass this on to you women. Pray daily for any woman that wants to have an abortion, that they would come to the light. life in Jesus name choose life in Jesus name behold I said before you this day life and death choose life thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we give you glory thank you Jesus we're going to move right from this into communion Father, we thank you for the bread, the body of Christ broken for us. Thank you for that. We bless the bread. We bless the cup. And as we participate today in the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus, Thank you, Father, for releasing everything to us that Jesus died to release to us in healing, cleansing, forgiveness, restoration, cleansing of our conscience, cleansing, breaking of every covenant that we entered into, or our families entered into, that was not of you. We thank you that the new covenant in your blood supersedes every other covenant, replaces it with a covenant of life. 